welcome to uh, Better Radio, episode 15. Uh, my name is 15, Liam Marr. Right? Yeah, 15. That's quarter century, obviously. Nope. Uh, Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite well. Would you like to introduce our guest? Absolutely. So, we have the man behind the curtain of Wicked and Everything, the producer, director, editor, writer of Fake Nerds Updates with me, and all around, this whole channel would not exist without him, Mr. Tamar Kutab. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Tamar. How Glad are you doing to today? be here, finally on the channel. Finally, long, on this channel, long yes. Long-time listener. <laughs> long-time listener, first-time guest. Yeah. First-time guest. So, yeah, how's it going? It's going well, going well. Excited to uh, talk shop with you guys. Yeah, you too. Awesome. We're, uh, we're going to film some Ichio shows today, and we figured, you know, why not? have a crossover between that and better radio and uh yeah so what's I, an itchio show the itchio show right or no the, is it the itchio? uh we've we've gone through different names mm-hmm. there's the itchio show or we were also thinking about renaming it show.io because right. then we don't owe itchio any money mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but you don't want to owe anyone any money yeah <laughs> we, <laughs> we have no money have any money we're not yeah. making any money mm-hmm. off the channel yet um but yeah, the Itch.io show, as it's currently named, is a sort of let's play uh, series that we do on, on mm. We Could Get Everything, where we play through free games mm. on uh, Itch.io, and sort of, most of them are broken, mm. a lot of them are like, you know, indie developers, yeah. we don't uh, pay for their games, which is always sad, but yeah. <laughs> it's... Uh, One day, if, if you guys watch us enough and we make a lot of money, we'll be able to pay the developers for yeah. our games. Do a whole episode where we just go back and pay people. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, go through every game and just like mm. donate a dollar, five dollars. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, that's exciting. Uh, always some of our best videos, I would say, on the channel. Most fun, certainly, to film because they're silly and weird. And yeah, yeah kind of like your passion project for the channel, right? Yeah, definitely. I had this idea like probably even before we made the channel Mm -hmm. which i mean it's been almost two years now right right? and uh finally we kind of got got it rolling at the beginning of this year and Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's definitely my favorite to work on and to edit Mm because it's just like you you can get so wacky with like the edits and yeah you go super hard yeah (laughs) (laughs) um it's hilarious yeah stuff yeah but other than that uh, other than running this channel you are a professional video editor i am i am yeah i edit uh you know commercials uh sometimes sometimes short films Mm -hmm. um uh yeah i mean kind of like kind of everything you know social content Mm -hmm. anything like that yeah that's awesome where'd you uh go to school went to suny purchase in uh in new york it's like 40 minutes out of the city and Mm -hmm. now i live in brooklyn Oh, that's exciting. What's uh, what's your favorite? It's hard because all the rest of us are in Massachusetts, so tomorrow we'll drive all the way from New York just to film stuff. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite part of living in New York? Uh, Let's see. I mean, probably just that there's so much stuff going on at all times. Like, Mm. any any weekend you can find something going on. Any, Any weekday, really. I mean, you know, even like the comedy scene, it's just like, booming at any moment you can like you know do something you can run into like famous comics or like yeah. people you admire just like on the street and stuff like that yeah wow. like 
a friend of mine saw Louis C.K. walking down the street the other day. Wow, good friend. So. It's uh, less cool than it was like a year or I'd so be ago. psyched. <laughs> I would be so excited. I know. You, know, you can mess in front of me anytime, I, I would be. He's like, try to put that behind me, please. I know. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I'll just, if you can get me on a show, man, yeah. uh, you can, yeah, I'll let him. You can but do whatever you want. Yeah, that's pretty so much how I'd Again, be. please. I don't, I don't know. know. Not I trying to talk about that anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, we. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's that's sweet though. What was, how did how did Louis? Was this before or after? So this was this was after. This was pretty recent, and mm. uh, I guess it was awkward because they were like the only two people on the street. It was like kind of a side street, so it's just like, you know, the last person you would expect to run into, yeah. <laughs> just like Louis, kind of avoiding Maybe. eye contact and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Did they talk? No. <laughs> I think my friend was just like, whoa. Yeah, that's that's really wild. I gotta move to New York and figure what's, out what street that was. <laughs> just hang out there. What's the, the uh, what's the biggest celebrity you've ever seen? Like, in uh, let's see. Um, oh, probably. Uh, what's her name from Melancholia and Spider Man? Mm. You know, what's her, uh, Kirsten Dunst? Yeah, Kirsten oh. Dunst. I. Saw her on the subway. It was kind of funny because I didn't know it was her at first. I just was like minding my own business, standing there, like literally, like you know, she was right up to my crotch essentially. Cause she was sitting and I was standing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And Great uh, way to this story. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then I heard her speaking to someone, and I was like, wait a second, that voice—that's Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> and uh, she seemed really nice because it was yeah. just like a stranger, like a mm-hmm. random dude, and they were. Just just it up, yeah. New York, man. Yeah. Okay, because we're from Massachusetts. Um, the only time when I would run into people of note in the subway in Boston was like people we went to high school with, and we both like awkwardly pretend that we didn't <laughs> know each other because we weren't friends or anything. But it sounds a lot better in New York yeah. to oh, yeah. run into celebrities. Yeah, and that's that. that. I mean, to that point, it's great because I don't run into anyone from like high school or from right. like past lives. And I feel like if you did, it would actually be exciting because it's like, what? Why? Are you, yeah. Like, why are you here? Well, yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, maybe I shouldn't mention names. There's no. someone who we went, <laughs> someone who we went to high school with, who does live mm. in Brooklyn. I thought I saw him once when I was mm. when I was driving. Right. Um, but yeah, as far as I know, there's not too many. I like, you know, watch use it, folks yeah. around. Shout out. Watch use it. Watch use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I guess, kind of, let's uh, talk a little bit about how'd you get into like filmmaking and then how did like your journey for the channel and stuff come about, you know? Because we've been working together for a long time, but there obviously was stuff before that. Like, yeah. you getting into making movies and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, we, we started making movies together probably when we were like, I don't know, 14. Yeah, it's, 14. Been, it's been a while, and most I would say most of my movie-making career has been <laughs> with you, just making, like, zombie Sorry movies. Sorry about that. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, that's a good thing, for sure. Um, but I guess before that, yeah, I mean, I was making movies with my brothers, mm. uh, with Chris Lamoth, who, mm. uh, you know. Friend known, of the channel. Yeah, childhood yes. friend. Yeah. Um, and then before that, when I lived in Worcester, I was, I was making movies with my, you know, childhood friends. Um, and I guess, yeah, I've just always been interested in in cameras and how you can just, like, record something and then watch it back and, like, right, right, laugh right. at yourselves and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, do you have any questions? 
feel free to jump in. Uh, what's your favorite movie tomorrow? Uh, that's. I'm offended that you ask that. <laughs> what's your What's like the movie that comes to mind immediately when you think about it? No, I can't. I can't. No. I, I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> all right. You can't ask filmmakers that question. All right. Oh, no. Don't you know that? Can you freestyle? <laughs> can I freestyle as in like rapping? Yeah. Those are my only, those are my only questions. So. <laughs> those are your only two. Only two. I prepared. Only two. I prepared. Well, first answer, fuck off. Second answer, <laughs> no. Sorry. All right. No, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Are you interesting about the uh, so if like you had a gun to your head, what would be your favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna drop this. <laughs> no. If I had a gun to my head yeah. and I had to name my favorite movie, mm-hmm. uh, um, this is why it's so hard. Right. Because uh, it it also it's the sort of thing that like changes. Okay. Like, do you have, uh, do you have movies time. that you would consider? I guess. Like, better question for filmmakers: It would be, what movies influence your work? Influence my work. Okay. There we go. See, that's that's a question. That's a good question. Um, Thanks. I listen to a lot of like pretentious podcasts where they talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, totally stole it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, so, do you know Lost in Translation? I know of it. That's that's one of my favorite movies. One of the films that sort of like inspired me throughout college and stuff like that. As well as uh, uh, Fallen Angels, which is like a Hong Kong film. Totally like, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's really cool. It's a really cool, like stylized sort of film about three separate, like lonely people living in Hong Kong Mm -hmm. and uh, just their lives and how they like slightly intersect and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess lately I've been watching a lot more like nonfiction documentaries and stuff like that. Mostly, I guess, for my my job, I have to watch a lot. But uh, what have you been watching? um, A lot of like, let's see, a lot of like actually depressing shit. (laughs) Fair enough. Like kids in juvie or Mm. drug addicts, stuff like that. Um, Which it's you know it's it's surprisingly hard to like capture that story. What's that? Do you mean jailbait? Jailbait? Yeah, is that what you is that what you meant? No, you've been watching nonfiction jailbait. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> watching a lot of nonfiction, like you know, black on white, you know, like that's porn. just <laughs> pornography. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, girl, right. girl you know yeah. what I'm saying. That's good. Like, that's good. It's for your job. That's <laughs> fun stuff. Do you have to mention that? Actually, a porn producer yeah. now. Yeah. I'm Dude, I'd be so into that. I'd, I'd watch. I trust your input. That's like secretly my dream. Like I know I have the skills to do it. Yeah, you could, I, I got could easily do it. But I got to find a connection to the industry. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the main thing. You can make your own connections. <laughs> Just people make out my there. Own film. Yeah, make your own film tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. An indie porn. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Yeah, call it that. Have a trailer. An indie porn yeah. is the name of the kind a tr- of a self-referential like, mm. title. You could probably. Honestly, you could probably like submit that to festivals, like <laughs> if it has like a kind of indie-ish story along with just porn scenes. Yeah, and you name it an indie porno, and I think festivals starring would Michael actually, Sarah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I think festivals would actually like that a lot. Yeah. Anyway, right. <laughs> so. sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to derail there. I uh, see so you got some probiotic you're drinking right now. Yeah, yeah, I got some kombucha. Kombucha. Getting uh, getting lit on the kombucha. Mm-hmm. How much? How many of those do you think you gotta drink to? Uh, 
tell other drunk? people that you drink it. How many do you have to drink to tell people that? Yeah, you're... yeah. I've noticed I something with Cam you have to like, You have to make your own. Yeah. That's like when you're really uh, in the in in the inn. Right. Yeah. You're not a real kombucha drinker until you brew your own kombucha. Exactly. I like the guava. Guava juice. Guava juice. Yeah. Mm. Fan of that. Big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guava kombucha or just guava juice in general? Guava kombucha. It was a. I don't think I've had that actually. It's good. It's good. Tastes great. Big fan of it. I mm. uh, felt great for like the next three days. I've never felt better actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, best thing ever. Best. I, I would recommend buying stock in that company. Mm, yeah. Being honest. Yeah. yeah. That's just gonna change the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds delicious. What are the chips you got there? Oh, these are um, <clears throat> ranch-flavored grain, grain-free tortilla chips made out of... Not a sponsor yet. No, I wish. Uh, They're good. Siete? Siete? Amazing chips mm-hmm. made out of cassava, uh, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, paleo. Mm-hmm. We got the kombucha. We got the paleo options. Mm-hmm. Any I'm, factor? I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I feel like I'm being a dick with like. No. I uh, no no. I'm gonna switch. I'm just. I I mean I I don't think you're being a dick now that you've taken them off. But I'm, I'm, I. I'm, this is it is a little a lot less menacing. <laughs> well, as man, I thought yeah I thought you were gonna shoot a porno over here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I just want to tell the audience I'm not usually like this. I switched. <laughs> my, I switched my sunglasses to my usual glasses. I couldn't really see anything for that first. Do I bet? You're probably blind. That was, that's I was very ins- blind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Blinded by my pretentiousness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no. Get getting back to that. What's um? So you're like an indie YouTuber and an indie filmmaker. How do those two worlds like connect? The people who just do the film grind look down on people who do YouTube, or is it like? I think so. I mean, uh, <laughs> like straight up, yes, totally. they do. Like to me, definitely not. I mm. think, you know, my personal opinion is that YouTube and like sort of, I mean, it, I think there's a larger umbrella of like this new sort of way of editing things, which mm. is like very based off of memes and yeah. like getting sort of the attention of people. And I think there's mm. kind of a fine balance between like just, you know, bullshit like zooming in. Yeah. And just to like get people's attention and then like mm. real comedy, which you can get yeah. derive out of it. Mm. Um, yeah, people be like, wow, and then like zoom in yeah. like, on their face when they say something like that they can't believe about some yeah. other YouTuber. I don't know. I watch a lot of commentary channels. I don't know what yeah. that is the prevalent YouTube stuff now. No, totally. That's like, yeah, exactly. Those sort of channels, like, mm-hmm. totally, I think, overuse that just because they've seen it done mm-hmm. before. But uh, at the same time, I think there's a lot to learn from that, like, sort of way of editing, which mm-hmm. I think, like, even, like, you know, PewDiePie's uh, old editor, Brad, you know, he was, like, really ahead of the curve in that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I do think, like, in general, people in the film industry probably don't, you know, respect that at all and just think mm-hmm. of YouTubers as, like, you know, just sort of kids, like, playing with their, like, yeah, you know, yeah. their bullshit. Is that hard for you, considering, like, you make, like, some pretty in-depth, like, edits 
for our videos and you know, it's like no it's like it's actually real work in like filmmaking yeah you know? it takes time yeah no exactly um i don't know i, I guess my friend group in the film industry is mm-hmm. actually like pretty supportive and they're kind of all for like doing what you want because yeah. there's so many people who just in the film industry who just for like money they'll like work at like <clears throat> you know a place where you photoshop models and mm-hmm. it's like bullshit work and it's mm-hmm. not fun or you'll be like editing videos for like some buzzfeed type company mm-hmm. and you're not like really enjoying it yeah, but you want to make money trying to be buzzfeed they don't yeah. realize that that's like not a thing that you can do anymore yeah yeah <laughs> so but yeah so my friend group is totally like supportive and mm-hmm. it's they're like yeah like if you're happy like doing it like totally go for it right right how do you think like so i think and not to like tune our own horn but i think when we make even the urban legends videos right like in my head i was like all right this will take like 10 minutes to film but then you were like, no, we, we, we're going to get all these different angles. We're going to make it look professional. How, like, when you put that into it and then you see, like, maybe some bigger YouTuber, like, sketch comedy stuff where it's just, like, literally the camera work consists of, like, a quick zoom in. Right. And that's it. And there's, like, really shaky. Like, for you, is it like, oh, man, I wish they would put more work into this because they have such a big platform. That's what I'm kind of like sometimes. Like, yeah. And I see more like famous sketch stuff like i like it because it's funny and that's good and like it's cool that they're making it but it's also like damn dude you got a million subscribers like hire someone to make your video but maybe there is something like people like that more on the internet because it's like homemade i don't know did that question make any sense no it makes sense okay are you gonna say no no i feel like it did not ryan (laughs) i feel like it's a fine line like it's also, it really depends on mm. the person and what sort of presence they bring. Like, mm. you know, like I feel like a good example is Gus Johnson, who's yeah. like, you know, his approach is very much like there's no setup lighting as mm. far as you can tell. You know, he usually just gets his friend to like shoot it or like mm. his roommate. And, you know, they're, they're all talented, I think, at this point yeah. in their own right. But yeah, especially when he, when he yeah. first started, it was probably just like you know, his friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it works for him for sure. But then mm. if you compare that to like early college humor stuff, which is very much produced and like, right. you know, definitely had like a film crew. It was mm. all written. It was all... I, I feel like that's what we've tried to emulate. Even when we were yeah. making sketches back in the day, like I feel like our sketches looked decent. Like for 14 year olds in a public library making probably <laughs> right. edgy sketches at the time. <laughs> like. You know, we, we definitely tried to make... Like, we were trying to make films, but on yeah. a small scale. Yeah. So. I remember, like, our first shoot, mm-hmm. the library... Uh, it was in the library. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what was it called? Stop yeah, and Show. I got your nose? Oh, yeah, I got your nose. Oh. That was the first one. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. I, remember, I remember that shit. Yeah, that uh, was our very first, like, real thing. And I remember, like, setting up the camera mm-hmm. to, like, get each angle. Yeah. And pe- I remember everyone else on set was just like, why, are, why don't we just, like you know film like, yeah like, yeah, like all at once yeah. yeah but it was like a moment of like oh wait you know what we should do this like a film and like mm-hmm. get the angles and then i'll cut you know in between them or whatever yeah no <laughs> that was an amazing moment for me because i'd never like I, I very much like i had a camera like a mini dv camera and like uh i'm sure you probably can't even find my old youtube channel but if anyone ever does like it's 
shitty. It's just like filming like from POV, but the camera is still a character. Like, because it's just like, but then like once we started hanging out, he started teaching me. I was like, oh, okay, I I get this more. <laughs> but you know, you learn. That's how you know you get yeah. in the. Yeah, I got your nose was a great filming experience. I definitely felt like, wow, this is like amazing. We could actually make a movie. Yeah. In like yeah. some basement. Yeah, and I, t- I totally learned that stuff from like film camps and stuff mm-hmm. like that over the summers. So, you know, it just like, <clears throat> you just you just learn it over time. Yeah, mm-hmm. now you're getting into, um, you know, making movies and stuff with one of Tamor's friends too. Right? Yeah, no, any connections uh, I've made have been through Tamor. So I just <laughs> second-handed from Tamor. Uh, yeah, no, I, I got involved on a short film set recently and mm-hmm. that was an awesome experience. We got my... Uh, you know, met some really cool people, uh, and I don't know. It was it was definitely. Uh, I also did like some, I don't know, a, a extra acting on another set once, which mm-hmm. was uh, fun. No, it's definitely, and tomorrow I know you can attest to this. It's definitely like when you th- thought about like making movies, right, or what people think about making movies is definitely like totally not what it is. It's like a, being on a set is. You know, there's moments where it's boring. It's boring. A lot of waiting <laughs> around and yeah. stuff. And it, but it is crazy because like I remember the guy, like we had a really really awesome cinematographer mm. uh, on the set of the short film, and he would like play back a scene, and it was just like, oh my god, that looks like that's cr- <laughs> that's so much better yeah, than like what so I was, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. it's crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a it's a cool world to get in, and I'm immensely appreciative of the opportunities I got through you tomorrow. No, yeah, for uh, sure. You're like my Harvey Weinstein, you know? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's what you want me to say. Yeah, let's get those glasses back on. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, tomorrow's that's a clip. like that's, uh, that's, that's, That should be, uh, that's, um, that's, that's, that was hilarious. <laughs> no, um, no, yeah, like, it's totally, like, what you're saying, you, you kind of don't realize, like, how much goes into it until you're really mm. there. And it's always like incredible to me when something actually like comes together and happens just because you need all of these moving pieces to come together to actually get it to like work, let alone be good in the end, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to like get everyone there, transportation, you have to get everyone food, you have to like feed an army, you have to take (laughs) care of them and then they have to do their jobs well and you can't like, you know, piss anyone off Mm -hmm. or else their like performance will go down right it's like uh it's hard because it's like everyone has their specialty but also you have your vision and you have to balance like Mm -hmm. you have to i guess there's probably a lot of trust in filmmaking like someone setting up the lights and as a director you gotta be like i trust that you know what you're doing that you're gonna do this right for me hopefully right yeah hopefully yeah yeah i mean that's that's definitely that helps because you don't have like the stress of like, Oh, I hope the makeup is like good and I don't have yeah. to keep like telling them to like fix it or whatever. Mm-hmm. You just like trust them or, you know, and that's a lot, lots honestly why people keep, they work with the same people over and over again, mm-hmm. just because they make the connection and they're right. like, I remember you were good at lighting. I'm going right. to hire you again. Of course. Um, Obviously you have that experience. And then with you too, what have been some of like the struggles of like finding getting discovered, making videos, you know, like, from this venture. Obviously, like, talking more like, we put a lot of work into stuff. Obviously not complaining, like, YouTube, 
YouTube's whatever. Like, we wish we could get more views, but I just, like, as, you know, a professional editor, as someone who is a professional level, like, and we haven't had, like, consistent big success. We've had videos blow up and stuff, but, like, what's that kind of been like for you? I mean, like, obviously I know because we have conversations. Yeah, but yeah. I want, like... <clears throat> Yeah, and that's obviously, like, uh, you know, ongoing as well. Mm. Um, I'm assuming this will be on our second channel, which, mm. you know, it doesn't have as many um, subscribers as our first channel. Mm. But, you know, even our first channel, we would, of course, like it to be bigger. Mm. Um, and it's tough because, yeah, you see people who, as we mentioned earlier, just don't put a ton of work into their stuff but mm. still get, like, you know, uh, some some you know traction and a lot mm. of views and stuff like that and then you sort of analyze your own work and you're like but i put a ton of work in this and i think it's good like i i feel like i can say that it's mm -hmm. you know it's decent enough that you know if i got eyes on it mm -hmm. people would like it yeah. i think about that with itchio show all the well, time I'm like right. if only like we could find the audience mm. um gonna yeah. find that itchio you know <laughs> yeah that's good he <laughs> <laughs> was just like that's great. Why did you that, say that? That was great. That was a good. That was definitely um. worth saying. <laughs> definitely, definitely was worth saying. Like uh, I saw it and I went for it. We know. I, I regret it immensely. I wish I hadn't, but you know, this is what it, it is. You know. It was. Uh, you know, we went twenty-seven something minutes before. <laughs> Ruined the podcast at yeah. twenty-seven minutes. Wow, that was that was good. Uh, to more. <laughs> What uh, you got any hobbies other than everything that we've been discussing? You got any? Let's see. Uh, well, um, of course, I'm a gamer. Mm. You're like a gamer. Gaming. What do you like to game? What do you like to game tomorrow? You like to yeah. game? Rise up. That's well, speak up. So lately, I've been playing <laughs> Gears. Rise up. No, yeah. Lately, I've been playing Gears. Gears Five, mm. which is really fun. It really uh. Segment's really brought to you by Microsoft. Keep going. Brought to you by Microsoft. <laughs> Um, I mean, I've been like a diehard Gears fan since like mm. the first game. Mm. Played all of them. Talk about that. Yeah, Gears, <laughs> Gears was the franchise that uh, when it came out, all like Xbox owners were just like, "Yo, sup? We got Gears of War." Yeah. PlayStation, and PlayStation was. I mean, times have changed. We'll just put it that Definitely. way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you think Gears of War is nearly as relevant relevant as it used to be? Fortunately, I think it. I don't think so because they just haven't really changed all that much. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which I mean, to me, it's still fun. It still works. I love the mechanics. Mm -hmm. But when it first came out, it was like, oh, you can like hide behind things, and you know, no yeah, one had really that, done like, that. That ducking mechanic. Yeah, that influenced so many third-person shooters, <laughs> like probably forever. Yeah, like, that totally. mechanic of cover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I want to root for Microsoft. I'm a, I'm an Xbox fan, as I know you are, yeah. over PlayStation. But I don't know if I would. I don't know Please, if I'm like, necessary. Don't, don't, no, don't, don't, don't say that. Yeah, I know. Like that's a, I don't. I think I know Xbox has dropped your ball. PlayStation out the window. <laughs> only. No, no. This generation's like pretty. Like as an Xbox fan, was uh, pretty lame. I guess there were, there were some there were some like diamonds in the rough. Like Sunset Overdrive is like one of the best, yeah. most original uh -huh. and fun games I played all gen, and it just yeah. I didn't want it to end. But like mm -hmm. not enough people played that shit. And now Sony owns, owns the and studio. Now Sony owns the studio and <laughs> subsequently the IP. Mm -hmm. Like 
But, uh, Sunset Overdrive Kid will be an exclusive on PlayStation, probably. Yeah. Microsoft so, did a pretty good job, like, sowing the seeds for next gen. Like, for some perspective. Like, like they bought um, a company that just made the Outer Worlds. Yeah, Obsidian. Obsidian, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, Outer Worlds is fucking awesome. I haven't really played it that much. I've only played, like, an hour, but... It's fucking It was awesome. definitely really it's, cool when I played awesome. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh... yeah, man. Outer Worlds... Uh... I was playing last night, and this is why I don't play RPGs very much, because, like, if I start some a task, I'm like, oh, I should finish this, and then, like, everyone you talk to in Outer Worlds gives you a mission to do, so I was, like, trying to complete a mission last night, and then, like, I didn't finish it and got five more missions <laughs> trying to complete a mission, and I was like, I need to go to bed, or I'm going to be up all night, Yeah, but it's great. I'm into the uh, the new Call of Duty. Yeah, I think it, it's sweet. It totally is just immediate gratification every time you play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very quick. Everything's fast. Flashy colors. I don't have to think. Mm-hmm. It's good. I don't have to think. Yeah, I don't have to think at all. It's a lot of fun. The uh, campaign was really fun. Yeah, that was good. That made me, that made you think. That made you made you ponder mm-hmm. all the people you were killing ruthlessly. It makes you think because of how good it looked. Oh, you were committing war crimes. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't know if your character committed any war crimes. You could have you tried. War crimes were adjacent to him. Uh, <laughs> there were a number of characters, and I definitely uh, committed multiple war crimes in that game. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the one thing in Call of Duty campaign I noticed is like there are a few times where I definitely accidentally shot my comrades, and they died, and no one said anything. Well, that's very realistic. <laughs> super realistic it's kind of friendly fire is very common in real life i mean it's actually uh 90 percent of people that die as a result of really bad in all all wars in all wars (laughs) all wars every war that's ever happened it's about 90 percent. well guns have only been around for what wars have only been around a few years (laughs) longer so it's like right right (laughs) well in the the old call of duty games you would have to like restart from your checkpoint if you shot your yeah that's what i thought and then i think just like now it's i think you're like allowed to kill one or two if if the game Uh can register as an accident but if you just like if all the characters are like sitting down and you just start like lining them up and taking heads (laughs) off uh yeah what i thought yeah, the game would call you on it. Yeah. Do you ever play like the old like Halo campaigns? Mm-hmm. As Master Chief, right? You could yeah, you like come. Everyone, right? You would come into yeah. a base of like like Marines right. and just like kill every single one of them systematically uh, as to they take their weapons. they run it. Yeah, they'll, they'll like be running in fear and shit, mm-hmm. and you can just get to the next area and the new characters mm-hmm. are low and you'll still be a hero to all the soldiers. <laughs> Very realistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> was voice actor in Halo too. She was for that bridge sequence, yeah, I believe. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, Newman Bonnie? No. Newman Bossa. Nice try, Newman buddy. Bossa. That's Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> Newman Bonnie. Newman Bonnie. So, oh, man, I'm sorry. So you've worked, on, uh, <laughs> you've worked on a lot of um, indie film sets, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. who would you say is the best actor you've worked with? Um, from for YouTube videos, even also or indie films uh, for actors, excluding yeah. people on this podcast. Mm, I mean, you can include people on this podcast if you want. I feel like uh, it's turning into a loaded question. <laughs> um, I don't think so. <laughs> um, uh, let me think. Um, I think you, Brian. <sighs> I'm just thinking pretty hard. Yeah, this is, is not a good sign. Yeah. 
I think it's sort of, I mean, so what do you mean by best? Best at like playing that character or best at like, uh, I don't know, just being like good at like improvising on the spot or, cause yeah, there's some I mean, actors who just like outshine the that. script. <laughs> so I'm into that because who, that, who, that answered who, uh, uh, who outshines no. the script <laughs> uh, no anyways but for real for real um, actors you've just enjoyed working with yeah. you don't have to talk about people on this podcast <laughs> so um, he's actually a, he's become a good friend of mine uh, mm-hmm. Dan Simon who he's, he's directed two feature films which mm-hmm. I've been fortunate enough to like work on right and uh, he's just such a good actor because he's also a writer and he's also mm. like directed and he's done right, like right. theater and stuff like that. So right. he's just like really well-rounded. And yeah. He brings so much more out of the character than you mm. would like just, you know, read on the page. Um, and plus he's just like really funny on set right, and like yeah. very non-PC. <laughs> so <laughs> he make things really fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. He's not woke is what you're saying. No, no, definitely not. He's kind of a Bill Burr. Type. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah sounds, like a, awesome. sounds like a cool He's guy. Really though. fun on set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you um, if you had uh, infinite budget and access to any like the rights of any pre-existing film franchise, mm-hmm. what would you? And you had to make a sequel to something. What would it be? Yeah, I was gonna say tomorrow would definitely be the type to not. Want I know, to I know, I know. That's thing. that's why I wanted yeah. to ask you if you if you had to make something like a, a follow up to something, a sequel to something yeah. that doesn't have a sequel yet. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Oh man. I or I mean, sequels. you could you could make a Marvel movie if you wanted to make a Marvel movie. If you had but, to make a Marvel movie, that's a whole another question. If I had to make a Marvel movie, I don't know. I, like, I don't even watch. Marvel yeah, movies. I'm like so behind on Marvel. Mm. I mean, maybe I I would have to read Squirrel Girl. Maybe that'd be something yeah, cool to explore and make it kind of like Scott Pilgrim esque. That'd, awesome. that'd be awesome. Yeah, sounds like a pretty I'd good movie. Marvel, you're it. listening. Hope I would love me. to see a yeah. Squirrel Girl movie. That'd be Direct by Tamar Guntam. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. yeah <laughs> I'm so into that. Um, oh, as far as like a sequel, oh man, that's tough. I mean, part of me wants to like so like today I was reading about you know D and D dropping out of Star mm-hmm. Wars. And are we talking about it? The the, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, the, uh, the Dan, creators. Damon Dan. Dan. Yeah. The creators See, of Game I, of Thrones. I always say D and D because I forget their names. <laughs> but um, anyway, I was reading about that and I was like, it actually, it would be really fun to try and like save the Star Wars franchise right. in a sense. But at the same time, it's such a mess. And it's impossible. Even if you make like a perfect Star Wars movie, people will hate you. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the fan base. They have such anybody. high ex- expectations. Yeah. Um, but like, also, I think that'd but be like, really fun. you know, some of those movies are bad. Yeah, oh, but, I'm. But what, I'm, what I'm saying is like the last year, I obviously I didn't like, but there are a ton of people who did like it. So if you made a movie that pleased the people who didn't like the last year, yeah. it would piss off the other half of people who loved the last year. And it's like you can't win. You yeah, see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I heard um, D and D. I heard they uh, wanted to no longer be a part of Star Wars, just, and they they cited the toxic fan base as like yeah. a big reason. Mm-hmm. To I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to make Star Wars. Yeah, because they just went through it with Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and it's like well, they deserved everything they got. Yeah, I think you're right about that. But <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, be clear. Uh, <laughs> 
But it's like, yeah. They're making mean, a new one. They're making a prequel series, guys. Are you going to watch it? I bet. <laughs> Targaryens. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, knowing like how their bloodline is. George heavily involved with that. I'm sure he was the first time, too. Worked out great then. Yeah. I think he's heavily involved and also not going to stop being involved. Maybe. This time. Not really sure. It's up to him long term. <laughs> what I'm talking about. HBO's smart. They'll find a way to get him a personal trainer. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. No, that's yeah. That was that was uh, that was that was funny though. Uh, I don't know. I it'll be interesting. Uh, I know they've lost a lot of goodwill. It's probably not going to be that's easy to be there. For sure, yeah. Be either of those two guys. You could have created one of the most successful, like I mean, the most successful television property probably mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, and is. you're hated for it. Mm-hmm. Like that's got to be a weird. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was saying this in the group. Uh, I, I do feel for them, in a sense, just because it's got to be really hard to be... They, Game of Thrones was their first time show running ever. Mm-hmm. Like, then they've only done that. It's they yeah. have, They've had one show. Was it really? How young are they? They're... I mean, they're not they're young. 40s, probably. They probably worked on, you know, writing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but that was their first time show running. And yeah. then after that, people just expected them to, like, balance three Star Wars films plus, mm-hmm. like, Netflix shows and, like, all this stuff. But it's like... If you think about it, all they they only have experience with one project, and yes, it happened to be the biggest project <laughs> to ever be on television. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's got to be tough. And then one have, of them, Benioff wrote Twenty Fifth Hour, the book, and then there was the oh, okay. movie. Um, that's it. That's yeah, it. and then one of them, or maybe it was Benioff, maybe it was Weiss. One of them wrote some of one of the prequel X-Men movies and then fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel bad for them mm-hmm. in a certain sense. Yes, they <laughs> ruined the ending of Game of Thrones. But, you know, it's just the, the pressure of, like, everyone turning against you and then trying to move on from that and make right, right. more stuff. It's like they don't have the experience of, like, balancing mm. 10 projects like even like Seth Rogen and mm. his creative partner um, Evan Goldberg Evan Goldberg I get it now yeah so. <laughs> I was so lost too <laughs> um, so even them like they they write stuff together mm. and they're like heads of all these different like 10 different projects at any yeah, given yeah, like time Preacher Preacher uh, which is a fucking full time job like in itself and... uh, that movie with the little kids good oh boy, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, good boys. Like that, like they have all these things going on at the mm. same time, plus their own like writing and, you know, that's not uncommon for like mm. showrunners to be doing that and have like a company where they just are constantly mm. working on like several different projects. Right. But you have D&D who have been working on one show for 10 years yeah. and then they come out of it and you just assume like, yeah, let's have them like produce all this stuff because that show is successful. This stuff will be, mm. I don't know. Yeah, and it's really different, too, because they were, like... I think they had one assistant. But other than that, every episode of Game of Thrones was either in by them, their assistant, or George R. R. Martin. That's really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. They well, didn't have a writer's room. It was them. Yeah. Wow. The show. That's really impressive. Yeah. And that's, wow. Okay. I guess that gives me... It gives it a different perspective. I thought it was, like, uh, really? That's really... Wow. And I will give them credit. They put together an amazing crew... Some of the, like, people who've become, like, really great directors, directed episodes of Game of Thrones, like, they've given opportunities to directors who are now, like, oh, yeah, I made all these Game of Thrones episodes, and now they're getting, like, feature movies. So, like, 
Interstellar is an important movie, and we are mad that they biffed the ending, but there are six really good seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And a seventh, eh, and an eighth really bad season. <laughs> I didn't think, okay, listen, I, I didn't think the eighth is as bad as everyone says it is. I think it's just so disappointing that it, like, has become, like, worse in everyone's head, including yeah. mine. <laughs> right. I definitely, I definitely thought that the, uh, like, second to last episode was pretty entertaining. Like, when Daenerys just I don't, I don't know if everything yeah, up. yeah. I thought that was, I thought it was just, I just didn't think it was like well it was done. Bold. It wasn't well done. Yeah. I think if yeah. they had had four or five seasons to finish the story and have Daenerys's descent to madness be a slow crawl rather than a switch, which it felt like in the show, it was like, I don't know if I could watch virtuous, another four or five seasons you know, of that show. Yeah. I, if I was responsible, this is my approach. Okay. Yeah. Three additional seasons instead of get you scrap that one season break mm. it up into three and this the the arc for each season which they can you know kind of overlap in some ways mm. is um defeating the night king mm. which you know you can save the ultimate conclusion for like the last season mm. but that's you know basically one season's arc mm. essentially um defeating uh, uh what's, what's the fuck cersei, cersei. Mm. And then once you're done with Cersei, you have to fucking face Bran as this like, mm. as not even Bran, but they kind of slowly realize he's the mm. uh, the, the three-eyed raven, mm. and that's like its own kind of, or you know, combine him with like Daenerys and like yeah. she's an enemy or something. But yeah, all three Daenerys, of those arcs need like a because Daenerys system. went from like virtuous to like fascist ruler in like this course of like two episodes to yeah. the point where she's like leading a Nuremberg style rally outside of King's Landing <laughs> yeah. in the final episode. And I was like, what? So there could have been a slower descent into fascism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, you she could have been the villain of the show. But we needed more time to accept that she was going to be the villain at the end of the show. Exactly. Because we love Daenerys. And we love Amina Clark because she's awesome as Daenerys and like we spent so long being on her side to have her become bad at the last few episodes was a little too jarring. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I, yeah, I was definitely, that's, I'm in agreement on mm-hmm. most of that. I thought it just, like, I mean, I think the thing everyone can agree with, it was just, it was rushed. It was rushed. I, know, was I don't rushed. think Daenerys burning down King's Landing is like, I, I can't believe this happened. I think there's a way it happens and makes yeah. sense, but it just wasn't. Yeah, like and even Bran becoming king, I can see that totally working. Like mm-hmm. when he eventually ri- uh, writes the books, like I can see that working, mm-hmm. but just the way it all happened was just kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> just awkward. Do you think you're someone with more uh, familiarity with the film side of everything? You saw those like stills of like the. Starbucks coffee like being left. Oh yeah. Do you think how that, does that happen? How does that happen? <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, would you would I would imagine? I don't know. I think in that case, actually, because there's also like a water bottle in the last the yeah. last yeah, episode too. That yeah. I think those are instances of just actors forgetting it there and like the crew not noticing. Because mm. um, there's no way like someone like who's behind the camera would ever do that and, like, leave it in, like, the hot yeah, set. Yeah, right, right. It's got to be, like, Daenerys or, you know, 
uh, Amelia Clark like had coffee and she put it down before the take and, like in between takes she needed like some caffeine or something mm. um, but like the fact that people like went wild frame by frame, yeah. I was just like let's just in dumb. fairness there's a car in Lord of the Rings in the <laughs> yeah, background so of one of the shots yeah, just, driving. <laughs> just driving in the background of Gandalf and Saruman uh, Sauron 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 yeah. having a chat there's just a yeah. fucking hottie. I don't know what it was. It's just in the background. So it happens. There's yeah. pterodactyls in Citizen Kane. I've heard that. Yeah. What? Yeah. They, uh, in the last... Like because one of the, the exterior filmed? Yeah. They, yeah well, the, the yeah. So set. back then, movies, yeah, were filmed on sets. And mm-hmm. it's like... I mean, they still are, but like there were less moving around sets, mm-hmm. right? It was a, on a film studio and... Uh, from my understanding, there was another movie uh, about like dinosaurs and shit, but they, they filmed like an exterior shot of right. his like, uh, I don't know where he lives. What's the name of his like Xanadu? Xanadu, yeah, outside Xanadu. Mm. And in the background, you can see a pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, <laughs> That's awesome. That's, yeah. yeah, it's sweet. It's a good movie, too. Great movie. Uh, yeah, I love Citizen best. Kane. Yeah, oh. it's so funny, though. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> so bad. Like, it's such a it's totally worth looking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Citizen Kane, great, great film. Yeah. So what? So what would be the sequel, Citizen Kane? That's the one you'd make now. Oh, yeah. sequel, Citizen. No, because yeah. Liam had that question. If you had well, <laughs> here we Putting go. The producer I'd make glasses a, uh, back on. Sequel to Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a good story to tell. Yeah. We're gonna get to the bottom of this rosebud thing yeah. again. <laughs> Who was the named after? You know. Yeah. It's a gritty retelling of the inspiration of the name for Rosebud. Yeah. Spoilers for Citizen Kane. Mm. I hope that no one... When did Citizen Kane come out? 1932, I think. Okay, yeah, I 30s. think yeah. there's enough time to where even if you haven't seen it, you've through pop culture... Off for a lot of people, this is probably yeah. the first time they've ever even heard Citizen of Citizen Kane. Kane. You know, They're just like, wow... These these people with these uh, insightful speaking movie. Of, no one's ever said it was a good movie movies for us. That, I saw the lighthouse. I won't spoil. I won't oh. go into it. But I really loved how he used techniques that seemingly were from like that era to make the That's lighthouse. Awesome. Like mm-hmm. it looks like that style of film. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really. I, I liked it a lot. That's all I'll say about it. You enjoyed it. it? Yeah. I mean, those two are such good actors. They're amazing. Mm. And I'm to telling. carry a film. Just the two of them. I was very impressed. Yeah. Like, I hope people will come around to seeing Robert Pattinson as an amazing actor. He's so good in he's, it that I think this is like the yeah. the ticket that people finally forget so. about Twilight and finally yeah. are like, yeah, he's, a, he's an amazing yeah. actor. Have you guys seen, other than The Lighthouse, any other good movies recently? Uh, let's see. I have Letterboxd, so I can actually check Oh, yeah, it. you've been reviewing yeah. them. Hell yeah, follow tomorrow on Letterboxd. I'll follow you. I want to follow. I don't even know. I don't know who's doing this. Letterboxd, yeah, dude. Make a camp. It's just a way to like, I can see like what, you know, Brian or Dylan are watching and Mm. stuff like that. That's cool. Dylan goes hard in the paint on that. Does he? Yeah. He loves it. I was was at lunch with him the other day. He was writing a review on it. That's cool. Yeah. He's a a fiend for Letterboxd. It's loading right now, but up to the you know, top of my list. I've been watching these films um, by this Argentinian director and they're mm. like, they're so funny. If you, if you like Wes Anderson, you should definitely check out Martin 
Reitman, I think it's I think that's how you say it. It's R E T J M A N or something like that. Mm. Um, but they're just so like melancholic and deadpan, but like funny and nonsensical at mm. the same time. You know, like just like like one of his films is about this kid who who shoots himself in like the stomach and oh, in the no. head and lives and then just keeps like you know living his life. Mm. And it's not even really like mentioned again. It's just he just like just continues living, <laughs> and uh, you know he's like in like a, a flute a flute quartet. So they're like playing flute, and it sounds nice, but his is like slightly off. And he's like, oh, I think it's like the bullet. The bullet's like affecting my sound, and they're like, oh, all right, I guess we'll just continue. <laughs> Can't really do anything. Sounds um, really interesting. Very yeah, dark. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a really funny director, but um. Yeah, so definitely check him out. Yeah. yeah, I saw Annihilation, which I didn't love because I read the book and preferred the book, but I think maybe if you haven't read the book, it might be better. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. They changed a lot. Like, really? one of the more egregious examples of someone just changing, like, everything, yeah. everything from the book. But I like that director, Ex Machina. It was amazing, so... I wonder if I don't know if Ex Machina was based on anything. I don't think it was. Um, no, I think that's his own. Yeah, story. He's such a good writer, Alex Garland. But mm-hmm. I think he's definitely a better writer than he is a director. Mm-hmm. You know, he he wrote like, you know, Twenty Eight Days Later, mm-hmm. a lot of Danny Boyle's like earlier yeah. films. Um, Sunshine, I think he wrote too. Yeah, Sunshine, yeah. which I think is super underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Ex Machina. It, it actually, it didn't like Ex Machina when I first saw it. We saw it together, yeah, actually. Yeah, And I, I, it was because I, I realized it was because I saw it like two days after I saw Mad Max Fury Road, which is just right. insane, balls to the walls, like yeah. action and like so fun. And yeah, then yeah. Ex Machina is just more like Quiet, intellectual, like, yeah. like you know. Uh, but I, I eventually came around to realizing it's like an yeah. amazing film. Natalie Portman's super good in Annihilation. Yeah. Yeah. She's a great actress, obviously. Like, everyone knows. She's great. Um, oh, I saw that? Hereditary. Oh, how's that? Um, it was... So, I, I think it was just hyped up for me too much. Mm-hmm. I did like it, but it felt like a sort of typical horror, which I wasn't expecting because mm-hmm. uh, that director made... You know, he made um, Midsummer, which is yeah. very strange. And, and uh, you know, I think that got, like, mixed you know, reactions from people. But it's... It's a horror, but in like a really new and like strange way. Cause it's about like cults in Sweden and you know history and stuff like that. But Hereditary is kind of a more straightforward like family lives in a house, mm. something's like kind of haunting them, mm. and then shit starts to go down and you know things devolve from there. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's you know it shows that he's like a really good director that he could like bring it past just being like. A cheesy horror film that didn't get a lot of attention. Right. You know? right. Mm. What about you, Luke? Have you seen anything good? Uh, last thing I saw was Joker. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that too. I, I that enjoyed. Too. I definitely think. I thought it was really weird. <laughs> uh, and I think other people pointed it out, but how bad people wanted something bad to happen with that movie. Yeah, man, me too. <laughs> like, people warning, like, you might get shot if you get yeah, a Joker. Yeah. And I like, went to think, I was like, why would someone. Why? <laughs> why it's just a movie everyone needs to chill out I mean yeah it's just like 
I don't know. I think maybe because we had another guy dress up like a, we already had someone once dress up as a Joker at a Batman type movie and spree people. But like, yeah. he, uh, I don't know. I feel that's just it's just it's too trite, you know. Yeah. I feel like if you're gonna go and do that, you don't want to be the guy who shot up another Batman movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, totally. <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. Oh, he's great, man. You definitely I haven't seen it. No, yeah. I saw I saw a clip though, and it's the part where he dances, uh, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Apparently, he made he just improvised that. He was like, "Grab the cameras, I'm gonna try something out," <laughs> and then Todd Phillips is that his name? The director. He was just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, we're definitely keeping this. <laughs> like, this uh, is actually legit real life crazy that you're doing yeah. this. So we yeah. need to keep this in the film. Yeah. Wow. I definitely enjoyed. I wish. We were talking about Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson is the next Batman, right? Yeah. It'd be really cool, although I don't think this is their intention at all, to have the Joaquin Phoenix Joker in one movie with the Robert Pattinson Batman. I wish. But I do think sweet. that's like the closest casting you can get to something as good as The Dark Knight with, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, Heath, Ledger. Heath Ledger and, uh, um, you know, what's Christian, his name? Bale. Christian Bale, who, yeah. are some of the, who were some of the greatest actors even at that time christian bale i think is probably like top five yeah, most like dedicated talented yeah to just become but I, I would yeah. definitely put joaquin phoenix up there probably like top mm. three <laughs> and then robert pattinson's definitely getting up there with like yeah. uh, is that good i gotta see this Dude, you see the lighthouse uh, he's see so lighthouse, good. Cool. See good time honestly and like good you know time. william defoe is gonna be amazing yeah He's like always amazing in everything, yeah. even as fucking Green Goblin. <laughs> as Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah, and uh, is there anything else you'd like to talk about on this episode? Uh, maybe this Blizzard China thing. <laughs> well, do we want to talk about that? No, I don't know. Well, I was just gonna. I just wanted to mention to people, you know, if you're not drinking craft beer, <laughs> you're not really getting the not even the real deal. Beer. Yeah, you might as well be drinking fucking piss. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I always say. That's smart. You know? That's big. You can actually get craft beer, uh, beer crafted from piss. That's like the real craft beer. You know, that sounds disgusting. Homebrew. Yeah, Yeah, it's not about it. Not about it being good. It's about it being pretentious. Yeah, dude, you can make beer out of your piss. That's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Do we need more time for the podcast? I can talk about the Blizzard thing a little bit if we want to. Uh, we can go. We're at an hour How now. We're at an hour. An hour. Can, you know, longer, you know, whatever. I guess let's... Yeah, we can talk about the the Blizzard thing just briefly so that you yeah. have the option. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're done about it, it's going to go in. Okay. Unless I get that shiny on the you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, let's do it. So, Liam, you want to talk about the Blitz show? The so Blizzard, yeah, the Blizzard. I mean, I know, uh, first of all, I'm Jenny. Welcome to the podcast. Jenny's stopping in. Hey, yeah, because Jenny's a huge <laughs> Overwatch fan. Overwatch nerd, yeah. What? Uh, so what's the, what's the deal with this uh, Blizzard uh, being communist sympathizers? funny because it's kind of true. It's, well, yeah. it, it, you know, it comes down to money, essentially. But So the backstory is that there's this, you know, game Hearthstone, which was a very, very successful uh, card game, an online card game that mm-hmm. Blizzard made a couple of years ago. Right. And um, they had a, a world championship, mm-hmm. and this uh, Chinese kid won, and he basically, in his like winning Kong speech, Kong? he's from Hong Kong. I thought he was. 
Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, don't, I don't recall. But anyway, he in his uh, um, victory speech, he basically uh, you know yelled out like I, that he, his support for the Hong Kong protesters, mm-hmm. and they basically like cut the feed to the the. So awkward. Uh, yeah, it was just it was. Yeah, the two casters like dove out of frame. Casters hid. It was very awkward, you know, especially from like a Western point of view. It's just mm-hmm. like you know, obviously free speech, we kind of take it for granted. Yeah. Um, Initially, he got suspended for a year, and so did the casters. Which was intense, and his prize winnings that he just wanted this tournament get taken. Did they really? Initially, but then mm-hmm. Blizzard saw a big backlash, obviously, and they ended up giving him his prize winning backs and reducing the suspensions to six months for both of them. For both the player and the casters. I would imagine that guy is going to find a different game. <laughs> well, he's actually he signed on a team, a Hearthstone wow. team, to be a streamer for them. Wow. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Was, yeah, I don't really know he that. might make more money doing that, honestly. Mm. Like, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty unhappy with how they handled it. It was very much, like, money over ethics, essentially. <laughs> and even, like, you know, U.S. congressmen from both sides were kind of, like, you know, giving giving Blizzard some backlash yeah. and saying, AOC like, you're too and harsh. Marco Rubio, like, co-penned, like, a letter yeah. to... <laughs> Insane. Like, literally <laughs> two, like, completely polar opposite politicians. Yeah. So Blizzard, obviously, was, you know... Pretty, but they were they were kind of like awkward about it, and they just didn't even make any comments or anything, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, as a, like an as an Overwatch fan, I was just like super. It left a bad taste in my mouth, and I mm-hmm. I, I uninstalled and like I really haven't played yeah, it since I and did stuff. As well, I tried. It probably lasted a couple of weeks, and then the Halloween event started, and I really wanted to see all the new skins, yeah. so I played a little bit, That's and I felt good. guilty the whole time. Uh, <laughs> that's not a good that's not a good feeling to be playing a game though you know that's not that's not sustainable for... no i haven't played in a couple of weeks if that makes any sense it was really hard to like avoid the halloween stuff the skins i was Some like oh are you kidding me it's gonna be really hard to avoid overwatch too as well yeah. it looks so good are you going to you guys are that you guys are that against it? i want blizzard to like do something i don't think they're going to though yeah. what would you want them to do Apologize, unsuspend Blitz Chung and you know the uh, casters. I especially the casters. Yeah, just like there. Why did they get suspended? Was it was there speculation that they had pushed him to say that? I think that's what I heard at one point that he was gonna say something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, I don't know. It's just like it's hard. It's especially hard because it's like it feels like it's a human right thing. more than anything like because there's always the counter argument it's like well what if somebody was saying something political that you didn't agree with but it, like i feel like it's not that these didn't want him to say something political it's that they specifically didn't want him to say something that was like antithetical to just people's human rights you know um, Why can't they just do something similar to like Big Brother, where they say at the very beginning of every episode everything that people say, like, is in no way yeah, an association of how like mm-hmm. CBS feels or things. Like, mm-hmm. I would be I'm just okay surprised that, that wasn't an expectation already. I, I think they need to do more. 
Because all he did was just like vaguely apologize at BlizzCon and then drop cool looking trailers and stuff. <laughs> and I'll, I feel like that was enough for a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. were like, Blizzard, I'm in. Thank you. Yeah. And it's like, why not? Was, yeah, uh, exactly. Like I was mentioning to you earlier uh, that, you know, this this um, journalist that I follow, Paul Tassi, mm. linked the trailer and said something to the effect of like, okay, but this trailer, you know, it's kind of like a very, like, he just brushed it off. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, let's, uh, let's move. I think we're good to move on because they like released a dope trailer, but. Yeah. I mean, for every media outlet, they were probably like, well, we need to jump on this new story before everyone else gets to it before us. So on Overwatch's side, that was pretty mm-hmm. accurately timed. I'm happier that I'm no longer a uh, Overwatch League journalist because I would be like really conflicted. And I don't want to do this. Oh, I mean, I didn't like doing it that much to begin with, <laughs> even when there wasn't this. But uh, especially now, like it's hard for me to see, and I get it. Um, but the people like I wrote with still being like all about also all they tweet about is like overwatch league and overwatch stuff and it's like damn yeah it's tough i mean even like you know i don't really follow any you know overwatch heavy youtubers too much but like you know your overwatch will get recommended to me in videos and while this was all like fresh and going on i was like i just feel weird like watching these and they don't even mention it at all because obviously this is their livelihood we're gonna talk about the best new dps strategy out there yeah yeah exactly and it's like i mean i get it that's how they make their money they kind of have to just go with it well that's like the problem of pigeonholing yourself into a game making your channel your overwatch and that's it like yeah you're finding a niche and you're gonna blow up but you don't control anything about the developers how the game goes like that's why it always makes me uncomfortable when people hitch their ragging exclusively to fortnite to call of duty to you know mm-hmm. like you're so at the whim of so many things you can't control did we see a lot from any of the people that work there at overwatch and yeah Blizzard? well there are people who like um wasn't there like a statue that was like talking about defending like people's rights and people are right to say stuff and they like covered those things like mm-hmm. at the i don't know i think it's a hard position for those people to be in too like that industry is super hard to get in as someone yeah. like a game developer because yeah. so many people want to be game developers yeah. so where it's like you have these really like terrible things where it's like crunch and then when a game's over they just like cut like half of the studio because they're like well we don't need all these people now so that's just like a thing accepted practice in like the game industry yeah it's the same thing with film too like yeah you know if you like work on a film you're good for like a month or whatever Mm -hmm. however long it takes to shoot it but then once it's done it's like oh you might not have work for a couple weeks if you're not like if you're not on top of it but you're Mm -hmm. so busy while you're doing your job, mm-hmm. you're like overworked. You know, obviously don't have time to like look forward to the mm-hmm. future and get something else. Yeah, that's why I like when people. This is so dumb. When like <laughs> actors leave a show, I was like, why? <laughs> like, there's yeah, no guarantee that like you'll ever be as successful as you are right now. Like even people who are on like The Big Bang Theory, like when Sheldon, I guess was the big one who was like, no, I don't want to do any more seasons. It's like. Yeah, but at that point, they're, like, filthy rich. Like, they don't need it. You get out of the 
Yeah, but why, though? For what? At that point, you're just uh, doing gotta, it for the money gotta, you don't enjoy anymore, but you already have the money, so now you can go and do something dude, yeah, money, and more money, exciting. Money is useless if you can't buy your own freedom. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't, if you're, yeah. like, achieving, like, financial... Or do two more years, you. and then you can put that money into whatever you want. Maybe. You know? Maybe. It's, it's money, like, it depends on what money's, money is more valuable than your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I imagine on Big Bang Theory, it's like probably like you want to shoot your fucking brains out because like the dialogue is so terrible. <laughs> like I can't even stand watching. I can't imagine like having to be the yeah, person dude, two, to say that. Two seasons yeah. of being on the Big Bang Theory, you should pay a lot more than twenty million dollars. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's with therapy. Yeah, if anyone wants to hire me for a sitcom, I will not leave it. Oh, uh, nope. Don't go sign. <laughs> but even, like, I guess, you know, a decent show, like Walking Dead, mm. I guess that's relative. So mm. <laughs> it has <laughs> its moments. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, actors have left that. Like, Andrew Lincoln famously left it. And, you know, I guess it's, yeah, like Liam said, it's like if you value your family time, mm. then... Yeah, yeah, yeah I can say this. I don't have any kids. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm sure if you have kids, it's a harder yeah. thing to be away all the time, yeah. especially for him living in Atlanta while filming the show, but living in the UK, like, normally, that's yeah. hard. Yeah. Going back to Overwatch, though. Yeah. Shout out yes. to WPI, because I'm pretty sure they were. No, they were, they were on the stream. Is they weren't the were? team, no. Yeah, were it was the team, team that. Either Amer- lost them American or College. Or lost yeah, but they were playing though, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, just shout out to them. Just shout, shout out. out to their success. <laughs> they, they, so they beat the team? That this they beat a home. different team that uh, gotcha. when they lost, held up a side like Free Hong Kong. <laughs> they like cut super quick, like That's away. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I was just happy to see them out there. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was American College. Yeah. yeah. They have shout a game, game development major, so. Shout oh, out to yeah. Moth, who went to WPI. Moth, yeah. Moth. Overwatch League, San Francisco. Mm. Wait, I'm sorry, what? San, on the San Francisco Shock, you know Moth, the yeah. like, Lucio player? He went to WPI. Wait, when? <laughs> I when think at the same there? time as you. Yeah, when you were there. <laughs> uh, what? I don't know his real name, so I can't, like... Yeah. What, what, was he a computer science I major? I said he was, like, a freshman when you guys were seniors. Oh, then, no, I never no. saw that boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was, right. like, maybe on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Moth. Yeah, that's that's world champion right now. I met someone in Yosemite. One of the first few people I met out there was a kid who went to WPI. It was really weird. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Uh, I love WPI. It's Nazi. He had a t-shirt mm-hmm. on. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, it was fun. But uh, hey, all right. Well, I thought that was a decent uh, yeah, discussion about. Good. You guys gonna? Are you guys gonna? So you're out on buying future Blizzard products until they've changed their stance on this. I am, and uh, part of it too is that I've. Because I was so obsessed with Overwatch, I didn't play like any other games, and now I'm like getting back into like Gears and Metro and oh Metro, the new Metro is awesome. Yeah, so and I'm realizing like I haven't even played The Witcher three yet because just because like I've been playing Overwatch, so now I'm going back and I'm realizing like games can be fun in a non-competitive way. You can just like (laughs) interact with storylines. Curse out my teammates. Yeah. Yeah. What? Brian, what about you? You're out. I gotta be. I gotta stand for something, right? <laughs> Jenny, you're gonna be playing Overwatch 2 with me? 
Oh, is there a Diablo 2 remaster? Oh, yeah, I'm on. There's no way. I don't give a fuck about all these commies, sympathizers, whatever. China sucks, but you gotta make them, we gotta pay the bread somehow. You I know? just really miss May. I want more May in my life. I'll be in communist propaganda movies, so like. <laughs> he was like, I'll be the evil white guy in communist oh, propaganda good, good. movies. North Korea, they need a token, like, bad guy in all They do. Them. North Korea makes, like, with, like, people yeah. who've defected to North Korea, like, white people, they make, like, the movies there, yeah. and they just play, like, the bad guys and all their really? movies. Really? That's yeah. an option? <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. fuck I this. mean, you can also do that in, like, India and be yeah. relatively uh, free, yeah. so. You just need to learn how to dance. I got this. It's going to be easy. Um, in, in Bollywood's. Star as a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's usually the token white guy who's like in like a bar or something. You'll be like the bartender and like say something in English and they won't know what you're saying. That's good. That's good. That's maybe, fun. Maybe you have an eye patch. Could I get an eye patch? <laughs> you do. At Tamar, where can we follow you online? Uh, on Instagram, I am at Tamar Kutab, full name. And I mean, this is our channel. I guess yeah, follow yeah. us on this channel. <laughs> yeah. Liam, you got a new podcast. I do, yes. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I do. I want to give a shout out to I, that. I would like to. Because uh, after this, I'm going to help him set up so, so you can actually subscribe on iTunes. Yeah. Um, so on uh, Twitter, um, at Real Liam Marr. Instagram at mar.liam mm-hmm. and then yeah the new podcast with uh it's me and Kevin Knightley friend of the show yeah, Kevin friend, Knightley friend of the show we're just kind of riffing it's uh mm-hmm. it's a styled show I guess it's called <laughs> the um murders the name yeah mur- it's called the murders of Worcester County <laughs> and it's because you're playing on true like, crime yeah we're just playing on true crime nothing, nothing to do with true crime it. it's, it's really fun just yeah. to get views yeah yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's what we're up to that will work yeah, that's, that's we have a really okay. spooky, so right now, like, spooky artwork. Find and, it. Uh, it's on uh, SoundCloud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so follow me on Twitter. Yeah, so, like, yeah, we're gonna ping your ping. tweet. Yeah. and like then people can find ping it. Ping your and tweet. Then, oh. Yeah, you tweet and then. What is Twitter? So yeah, the, the yeah, murders was, of Worcester County. It's funny. It's a, di- it's a different style than this show. It's mm-hmm. a lot less. It's more short form, like mm-hmm. uh, very short. Like mm. shorter uh, podcast episodes we'll see right now it was a uh, first episode of a lot of fun mm. it was fun to do so. I'm cool. excited to hear it I know I'm yeah, excited to check uh, this out too I'm excited to get it up and running Kevin goes pretty hard so <laughs> <laughs> we don't condone anything apparently oh it's, it's pretty it's pretty sweet it's definitely worth a listen like, yeah Kevin was a lot of fun to have on yeah, here he's, very funny. Uh, he's a funny guy yeah. funny comedian yeah definitely yeah. Jenny, where can they find you online? <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point, nowhere. I've hidden all my social media. Um, right, I live enough. under a rock. I also <laughs> never had a Twitter. Thought it was Twitter for about. You tweet. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. so, so just say follow the channel. At yeah, if you have me, you can comment on Wicked Good Everything videos and I'll always mm-hmm. say hi. So. Awesome. Hi. <laughs> cool. So uh, of course you can find the channel on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash Wicked Everything. This channel is Wicked Good Podcast. you got to search it because we don't have 100 subscribers to get a custom URL. But you can help by sharing it with your friends, family, enemies, anybody you think would like it. Your frenemies. Um, Guy at the office who you don't really have much to talk to about. (laughs) So you just have awkward, like, conversations about the weather. Show them this show. 
You have something in common. You have something to talk about yeah. now. Uh, like, Yo, look at my phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you want to follow the channel, as I said on Twitter, that's at WG Everything on Instagram at Wicked Get Everything on Twitch, which I want to stream more. So we'll, we'll see how that goes at Twitch.tv slash Wicked Everything. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fake Bmar. That's B M A R R. We have a lot of great shows on this. We have Wicked Good Show, of course, the original podcast. And we have the Sunny Dell Review. If you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you'll at least kind of like Jill probably on that podcast but I'm on it too she's the real brains of the operation I'm just there to make quips and jokes and whatnot uh, but it's a lot of fun we've been enjoying that of course we have new spooky videos out that's more did an amazing job editing they're so good yeah they're awesome I fucking love them and uh the we hope to get more views on them we hope to make that like a full series and the itchio show well, that's uh We're going to be filming that after this. So thank you so much for watching and have a great rest of your day. Bye.